Today is Saturday, August 26th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast, and I'm your host, Nate. So, <laughs> uh, bonus episode. This is on Saturday. I had some time, so I thought let's fire up the thing and see what happens. Turns out it was it was interesting. It's it's very much off the beaten track. So we're joined by uh, we're joined by our friend Queen, who I haven't seen in a while, and a couple other people. Steph and Chris show up and crash the party at the end. Anyway, we uh, get into the issue. Well, we we talk about my crazy vegan ways for a little while, and then we end up on trans issues due to the. Uh, misspelling of my own room title. Regardless, after about 10 minutes of that, we get into, man, it takes a, it takes a swing. We get into the messed up depravity of man and trafficking, murder, weird, depraved sex fetishes, um, all, all kinds of stuff, government involvement, um, abused people, hurt people, hurt people type thing. And where does it come from? Where does it stem from? I mean, you know, obvious answer the devil. But uh, I mean, really, what what's more to it than that? How much is, is there soul ties? Is there spiritual predispositions? Is there genetic predispositions? How much is learned behavior? So we, we, I was not prepared for this topic, but it is very deep and very good. So shout out, thanks queen for bringing uh, your knowledge to the discussion. So check this out. And uh, if you like, share these links. And check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon. Check out the Ask a Christian store. Support this podcast. And we will see you later. Enjoy this special episode. Yeah, that's why we have the liberty to be as ridiculous as we are. Um, talking about, like, you know, what we what we identify as and all these pet projects while the rest of the world is worried about just, you know, hard work, providing for their family, you know, food, shelter, blah, 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 and, and being happy with, like, you know, the, the basic stuff and, like, a little... Uh, like a little bit more comfortable stuff. We've had it so good for so long that, yeah, we have been afforded the um, privilege, right? I don't know. Um, to be privilege. absolutely ridiculous. It's a privilege. I guess. I mean, it feels like a punishment. But, yeah, so that's why we can do all this stuff. I mean, you know, it is useful when my wife calls me fat. I tell her I just identify as trans slender. Yeah, I, well, I, I identify as trans slender as well, so... <laughs> Good night. It's been so long. How is my fellow vegan? Oh, hey, hey. I'm doing good. How are you, Billy? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I guess, a little bit drunk, but it's wearing you're, off. You are a little bit drunk? Wait, you're you're in the UK, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like one in the morning. Wait, in the UK? Australia. Should we five? Oh, Oh, I thought you were in the UK for some reason. I was going to say it's like, what, three in the afternoon? Okay, well, one in the morning. Well, yeah. how are things down under? Uh, they're getting warmer. We're approaching summer. But last summer wasn't actually too swelteringly hot, so I'm hoping that this summer is also not too hot. G. Michael Hopf. Yes. G. Michael yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever that is, said that quote. <laughs> what, what, really? Oh, I was just going to ask, how long are you vegan for now? Uh, it's about five and a half years. Nice. It's about the same as me. Oh, That's hey, good. Queen. I haven't seen you in for about as long as it's been since I've seen Billy, Queen. How have you been? G. Willikers. I am blessed and highly favored. What about you? <laughs> I like that. I'm going to say that, too. I know, right? Billy inspired me. His British accent inspired me. 
to be <laughs> vegan or Australian? Oh, to be vegan during fasting, sure. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, but um, I actually would love to be vegan. It's just that that's a sacrifice, Nate. Like, Man, I don't. I don't know. People... Sacrifice. I mean, people say that it's just a, it's just a matter of perspective. Like, I mean, you know, the big thing, like. I don't know. Like being as restrictive as possible, you could still make it pretty darn good. I'm gonna say that the the problem is like money <laughs> for me. So like you know I am vegan, but you know I still do like plenty of unhealthy stuff. I like still eat tons of sweet. Well, not tons, but I mean I still eat more sweets than I should, more sugar than I would like. Nothing yes, to do with like you know yes. just for my own personal preference. Me like too. tons of carbs, tons of pasta. I love pasta and like bread and stuff like that. Yeah, I think so I mean you know all. Just get used to it after a while. Like that just becomes your eating habits. It's well, that's true. Except the thing is, a lot of people around my weird cult community, they're like raw vegan, and oh, gotta meet you, typically There's uh... a lot of feedback. There's a lot of background noise. But a lot of people around my area are like raw vegan, and you know they spend like tons of times like handcrafting their own sauces. Because I mean, really, a carrot's a carrot, right? Like whatever, that's fine. But I mean, sauces, like when you want to do salad and stuff like that, like aioli sauce or whatever, that's like the real challenge because it, sauces make or break a dish. So it's like, if someone just gives me a carrot to eat three times a day, I'm going to stab someone with it. If they give me that carrot, you know, like, like dice shredded with like an awesome, like, you know, aioli sauce or some kind of good vinaigrette, that's, that's like a game changer. Like I could eat that all day long and genuinely be happy about it. But the sauces are, are like so time consuming. So I'm not going to do that. So I just take what's available in store-bought, which the vegan options are very limited. So if I had money to have a, a personal chef, I'd be like, great, get to get to the kitchen and just make sauces. I'd be able to do that. But anyway, such is my lot in life. <laughs> my Yeah, I don't know. Oh, sorry, go uh, on, Quinn. No, please, Billy, go, please. Well, yeah, what were you saying, Tippy? I said sorry. I was getting a piece of turkey. <laughs> so wow! Wow! Terrible. Those are making me hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry too, but I'm trying to power through this stupid computer stuff. But I mean, you know, I, I before before I was vegan, I I never knew what tofu was. Um, I I knew what it was, but I never had tofu. I don't think. Or no, that's that's not true. And like uh, miso soup, like I, I okay, so I guess I did have some tofu, but I didn't try. I didn't go out of my way to have it. Anyways, but I, I, like, I started loving it. Like whenever I take, whenever I had like fried tofu, oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah, red, I'm, that's no, I red flag, red flag, red flag. I'm sorry, y'all. Red flag. Well, <laughs> I think, I think tofu is a little bit like chicken in the sense that it can be really bland and uninteresting, but it can be really lovely. Like I used to eat a lot of chicken prior to going vegan and when I was sort of like bulking up and going to the gym a lot I would be eating lots of protein so lots of chicken breast and things like that and when I wouldn't cook it with any sauce or anything like that I just have like you know a naked chicken breast fried with a like maybe some lemon juice it was just like very bland and uninteresting and kind of gross um but Chicken can be really delicious when you put it with all the this other stuff, you know. That's a bit like tofu as well. Like, it can be really bad if you just like, fry up a naked bit of tofu in a fry pan. It's like, 
Yeah, because that but, absorbs the flavor. I mean, kind of like chicken, like it, it absorbs the flavor. So, you know, tofu is as good as you make it. If you like, if you just have a block of tofu, I agree with Queen. If you have a block of tofu with, you know, some kind of great sauce, well, it's going to absorb it. And that's what it's going to taste like. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and it's in that regards, it's a bit like chicken. Um, and, it, you know, I haven't eaten chicken for five or six years, probably longer now. Um, but yeah, oh gosh, we're losing everyone. <laughs> no one cares about our vegan <laughs> ways, Billy. <laughs> oh no. Um. Well, I, I got to go to sleep soon, but I guess I can. I I just want to give a little perspective on. Were you t- speaking about transgender, um, people who are transgender before prior? Uh, we actually weren't. It kind of got into like the the outskirts of it like uh you know how people like identify like not like legitimately oh, identify yeah, yeah. but like how they are like well i identify as just like insane things um and that was because of a poorly worded title of the room because i missed some words <laughs> so i i was trying to say open discussion it's about whatever you want it to be but i missed some words so it was like open discussion like be whatever you want to be and they took it to mean that was the discussion. I'm like, no, 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 I, I, I left off half the sentence. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, go ahead and say what you'd like to say about that. But that's that's how that got started. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I'll be brief. I mean, I, I just, um, my view is that um, transgender, the, the term man and woman is sort of like, my concepts, they are sort of a family resemblance concept. Um and what that means is that there's a whole host of traits and characteristics that determine something, someone to be a male or a female, um, respectively. Um, and what that means is if you kind of think of a chair and you think, okay, well, what's it, what's it mean to be a chair? You might think, oh, would an object that you sit down on with four legs? Um, but of course, there's many chairs that are not made of wood they don't have four legs and they're not really used for sitting. So, um, but nevertheless, there's still, you know, traits in common in all, you know, traits that, um, come and go throughout all chairs. And and that's what I take woman to be. Like most women have long hair, but not all of them do. Most women are shorter than men, but some are really tall. Most women have vaginas, but some, have penises and and that's what i take you know um sort of a family resemblance but there's another way of looking at it um which is there can be a you can think of it as a normative view so like a woman is um what the sort of for want of a better term, what the soul ought to be. So what the mind, what the person's intentionality um, wants the body to be like. And and, and an example might do, um, do a world of good here. So if you've ever seen the movie um, The Sword in the Stone, that's when oh, yeah. Merlin – yeah, I love that movie um, – but there's a scene in the movie and the book actually as well. Um, the book's also good. Um, where Merlin transforms Wart or Arthur into a fish and himself into a fish. So 
I think that's a really clear case of um, an example where there's a human being, right? They have the intentions, minds, perspectives, thoughts, beliefs of a human being in the body of a fish. And there's a very real sense that they're in the wrong body. You know, they're a human being in the body of a fish. And, um, you know, it's a bit far-fetched, but I think that, you know, you can translate in the sense that if I woke up in the body of a female, I think there's a very real sense that I'm a man in a female's body. Um, and so that's another way of looking at it, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are my perspectives on it, but yeah. Well, thank you for stopping by and I uh, won't keep you from your beauty sleep any longer. <laughs> enjoy, uh, enjoy <laughs> Australia, I guess. Yeah, no worries. Hopefully I'll, um, talk to you uh again because um you seem really like you know fellow vegans got to stick together <laughs> all right yeah. take care take care of yourself see ya i'm assuming he's not christian right no and oh my gosh okay i didn't push back because i i just wanted him to go to sleep oh my gosh okay so i was i was with oh boy okay so i was with him up a little bit where he's like you know men and women are can be this can be this i'm like okay sure 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 and he's like they can have penises i'm like wait what I'm like, no, no, that's where we disagree. But I just, I just wanted out of that conversation. But I would say, no, that's, that's definitely where I disagree. Women do not have penises. Um, I mean, if we wanted to be serious for two seconds before you just like let rip whatever you've been holding up for like five minutes, <laughs> same as me, I would say, if we wanted to be serious, yeah, I, I think it's totally possible where like, you know, somehow the embryo or, you know, like in utero at some point, um, through all kinds of reasons, like drugs, chemicals, maybe the mom's drinking too much stuff with BPA in it. And it's like preventing the body from developing how it would. So like some stuff gets crossed, some stuff doesn't get developed over or under whatever. And it can, it can have like someone who is predisposed to like, you know, having the brain of a one sec or one, uh, male or female and the body that matches another. Um, I think inv environmental factors are totally a thing. It's like, you know, how, like maybe if you get radiation poisoning, you'll come out with like three arms. Um, so, you know, I don't discount that, but I think, you know, anyways, that's what I think on a serious note. I think, you know, it's not right to automatically jump to God makes mis You're saying God makes mistakes. No, that's not necessarily what they're saying. And it's also not, not, uh, right on the other side to be like 100% of people that happened to, I mean, no, no, no. I think indoctrination plays a monster part in it. Probably the overwhelming majority of the part, but let's be reasonable, consider all options. Okay. That's me being as fair as I can. What do you think queen? So I was even looking up the population for people who are intersex, which is basically a human who has both traits of male and female. Either the man might have breasts or he might have both one side of a female genitalia and the other side of a female. And the same thing with females. And I'm still asking God when it comes to that. But that's less than 2% of the global population in the world, right? So a lot of people look for the anomalies and they try to figure out okay but what if this or but but this is this but this is that but historically speaking majority of the world and this is where i i question people's sense if majority of the world even you can't say the majority of the world at one time was christian right so if we all pretty much live systemically in similar ways both men and women were reproducing together. There were societal norms of what a man is, what a woman is. And this is throughout many tribes and cultures and heritage and everything. There's a bit of cognitive dissonance when people try to say now in the 21st century 
that is different, right? I get how certain people touch sci-fi, they touch mythology, they touch vain imaginations. But the issue is because some people feel like they need to be accepted because of their choice and they want to push it on to a different narrative of truth. It's literally the devil just lying to people. But if I were to say it simplistically speaking, a lot of people or quite a bit of people have felt some type of way and that they should be accepted because um, of ideas or identities that they have chosen to adopt. Now, I can understand, for example, historically speaking, why certain people have taken on certain identities because of things that have happened to them, like with African-Americans buff-breaking. And I'm still looking at Japanese culture. I don't know if you know this, but there was a lot of lesbianism and there were a lot of um, perversions within the culture, which is actually one of the reasons why they're one of the top industries in the porn industry today. So these were like social norms, even where certain men would dress up as women and do favors and whatnot. So I, I tried to I tried to do my due diligence in saying, okay, how did we get here to this point? And if we look at people who cross-dressed, if we look at certain cultures where the men did adopt feminine characteristics or attributes or they took on feminine roles, and then that spirit was entertained for multiple generations, I get how we've gotten here. That is interesting. Did you take that up for like a college course or something or just no. for fun? No. So um, I was sexually <clears throat> abused and there was an issue with one of the, uh, what do you call it? Um, I don't know if you, do you believe in soul ties? Uh, short answer, I'll just say yes. Um Okay. I, I I would probably say some more stuff about that, but I think there's biblical. Yeah, I'll I'll just say yes for now. So long story short, when I I was abused and whatnot, my what do you call? It? I was open to several like several doors were open. One of them was pornography, and I also grew up in a predominantly um, Asian school for the most part. So about ten years of my life, I was in a predominantly Asian school. And most of the boys had an issue with porn, lust, and different things. And then there was animes and whatnot. So I was always asking God, what's up with this and everything? And then there was a certain time where I would actually watch porn to mostly investigate. And it's, it's going to sound so weird and perverted, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, you had to do that and whatnot. But when I actually looked back and I, for some reason, God was like, highlighting geishas to me right and there were certain geishas who were prostitutes and who would do some perverted acts and then god was also highlighting for example because remember um there was a movie what was it called god um what was it called um it was the one where they you know bangkok thailand the guys were american guys they were oh mr chow you remember that uh i i think so it was let me find Was movie. it with Nick Cage? I no, it was not with Nick Cage. Um, let me find his name. It the funny thing is it's like it's on the t Oh god, I just had it. Oh
Hangover, the hangover. Do you remember the hangover? Oh, 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 <laughs> wow. That, that's totally different than what I was thinking. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. Do, I do remember that. So there were certain scenes where it was like God was also highlighting to me and explained, because I was asking God, God, how is this normal for men to literally take on female, you know, parts and whatnot by choice and everything? And there was a lot of perversion within certain cultures. There was cross-dressing. There were, uh, what do you call it? They were the number, around that area, right? In certain Asian countries, they were the number one supporters. Then I was also looking at um, the Roman civilization, even some of the philosophers who engaged in pedophilia. And people don't talk about it, but they take on the philosophical angles of those philosophers. So when I see certain things that were norms and I read the Bible, it's like God is revealing um, spiritual truths. So when someone chooses to do something in per, in perversion, and that's one of the um, I forgot which church was it was it I think it was Corinth, was it Corinth or um, I think it was the Church of Corinth that had the most perversion inside of the Greek and Roman cultures. Is that correct? I I, I want to say yes. I'd want to double check, but I think yeah. I, I mean I. I think Corinth had a lot of problems. He had, um, I believe that was the time where Paul kept, uh, Apostle Paul kept on addressing, like, it's not good for a man to lie with a man. What do you call it? And a husband and a wife. But that was also Ephesians. So it was around that time and whatnot. So it was like biblical truth started to be more unveiling. And when I look at who the num- the top number one supporters of the porn industry or anything with perversion, it's in the Middle East, right? It's predominantly with Arabs. When I look at, okay, systemically, what are the top three races or what are the top, um, what are the, where are the top, basically, what are the top industries for perversion or uh, what's it called? Um, What are the topics or what are the crossings? There's a situation with transgenders, fetishes, I I think they call them, Fujinamis or something like Fruitaris or something like this, where a man, a woman, uh, it looks like the person looks like a woman, but it's actually a man. Um, Wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah, and that's there's I'm gonna find it. I think it's called Fudara Futanami. I don't know this, uh, but the term I'll find it uh, online. But what's it called? I kid you not, it has attaching to anime. It has attaching to a lot of cultures. And there was a lot of lesbianism and perversion within Japanese culture, Vietnamese, Chinese. People don't talk about it. Um, so, As well as all cultures. I'm not just going to say that it's them for the most part. But something that is highlighted and fetishized is mainly Asian people in those areas. And for the record, it was the Church of Corinth. I was sure it was right, but I was I was double I was second guessing myself because like the guy with his mother in law like you know they they corrected that but yeah uh, despite that uh, yeah they still had lots of problems sir. Oh yeah, that was I, but and the irony is a lot of people don't understand how messed up those times were. Pa- Apostle Paul literally had it a bit easier than we will have it now, but at the time it was still very much hard. Well, like in Romans one, it, it, I mean, the Bible talks about like you know people people invented new ways. That was a discussion once. It's like, well, well you know, is the, is the devil worse or wait? Can can people actually like be more evil than the devil? <laughs> and uh, I mean, if you take Romans one, it says you know these people constantly invented new ways of doing evil. So it's like, I mean, you know, even though there was plenty of like sexual issues like the whole world history, it's like uh, 
yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say I would put 2023 against first century Corinth and be like, oh, well, you have sexual problems. Oh, you're just having lots of fornication and like some gay stuff here. Look at 2023, like, you know, hold our beer. And it's like, you know, what you're talking about. Um, good Lord. I, I mean, TV. I mean, that, that probably wins the battle right there, but like TV, computers, the internet, anime, like, um, <laughs> like all the stuff they're into, um, you know, like all of our trans issues, like, oh, well, I identify as a man and I think he's a little too feminine. That's effeminate. I'm like, yeah, this one identifies as a pansexual furry donkey. They're like, whoa, okay. I mean, and is it any wonder, like, you know, like in, in Japan, they, they have restaurants where there's like, well, I don't even know how to go into it, but I'm sure you know, like, like the restaurants where you like, Gosh, I can't even say this on a Christian podcast. I know exactly what you mean. It is so. I it's like where food is not what you're eating. Yeah, I understand <laughs> what you mean. And the thing is, um, and this is where I like to do a lot of research, and people kind of grace perversion a lot. The the truth is, all human beings, for the most part, are sexual beings, but there's a thin line between what is natural and unnatural. Like, Mr. Nate, if I tell you, like, bestiality is something that they are trying to really advocate, even within anime um, and in the porn industry. I remember four years ago doing a paper uh, for my communications course, and the Holy Spirit led me to do something with porn. And actually, right before I did that four, year, uh, four years ago, the a year later it turned out that everything that I was saying was accurate. Most of the people who were doing Asian pornography were actually sex slaves. And there were, during the pandemic time, millions and millions and millions of videos were actually removed from the internet and banned because of the, because of them finding out the identities of these women and men and the children and teenagers, and they removed it from the internet. The I, I do remember that was a yeah I do remember that was a thing and there was a lot of claims of that Ooh. And stuff was removed because of it. When I tell you, God is good, and the thing is, um, I'm I'm a computer engineer, computer programmer, the dark web, different things, and people have to be careful. Like even with cloud and everything, they have to be extremely careful. Uh, but the actual term that I was talking about before is called futanari. And the definition for Futanari literally is uh, it's supposed to be fictional drawn female or male looking hermaphrodite characters, but they actually have hermaphrodite characters doing porn and in real life. And they also have it uh, figuratively with um, uh, animations, I guess. So, well, I mean, I, I, I mean, there is, there is no end to this, right? Like, I, I mean, not to, um, you know, on one hand, not to demonize the, you know, LGBT whatever community, but on the other hand, I mean, this didn't exactly stem from a branch of traditional God-fearing, Bible-reading, husband and wife having a family. Um, so, you know, didn't come from us. Um, they can say it didn't come from them, but it came from, you know, some branch of that. Um, and it just keeps going down and down and down. I, I mean, probably to hell. But I mean, we were talking because now trans is the thing, right? Like trans is, is like the biggest thing. Like it's always been part of the LGBT, but now it's like, there's such an emphasis on that. And remember, like, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago when there was like, you know, gay people, we just want to be married and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just live our lives, no harm, no foul. And 
people, all the all the people decrying it, are like, no, this is going to lead to like bestiality and pedophilia, and they're like, no, it's not. Stop demonizing us. And now look what's happening. <laughs> um, now it's like, well, it's not good enough just to be gay, and it's not good enough just to be trans. Now we have to start indoctrinating the children. And now, like, we just talked about this. So, like, someone tried to like call me out and be like, it's not happening. So we showed them the bills uh, and the proposed stuff and like a quotes from like the UN, like who, whoever makes the UN's rules or whatever. And there's like quotes in the California, there's a bill uh, from 2020. I'm thinking of one now that's like in 2023, but this is from 2020. That's trying to like decriminalize like, you know, consensual sex to age 14. And I, I think there's one now that's, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't think it's passed, but it's being floated where they're trying to like decriminalize it. I, I don't even know if there's an age limit. It just says as long as it's consensual. I'm like, seriously, if you go to like a child and be like, hey, would you like a candy bar? Oh, what are you going to do for that candy bar? Do you consent? Uh, sure. They don't even know what they're talking about. Well, they're like, oh, I want a candy bar. So it's like it is getting more and more gross. Like I guarantee the next thing right after this hurdle is is met um, is going to be like, well, I love my dog. I love my horse. Why can't we get married, you bigot? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, the, the, and I mean, it's not uncommon, right? Like, the more you get, um, it reminds me of a thing. It was like, you know, like, uh, talking about sin overall. And I, I'm great at remembering, like, half quotes enough to butcher them. But it was like, you know, sin will take you farther than you wanted to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, cost you more than you wanted to pay, and stuff like that. What's well, like, no, no different with sex stuff. It's like, the, the more and more you get away from just, like, traditional godly sexuality between a husband and wife and stuff like that the farther you go so like you know if you start like getting into like weird like i don't know stuff that most of us would even call innocent right like husband and wife you want to go to like you know a, a sex store and like grab some i don't know grab some furry handcuffs or something most people would probably be like well yeah that's that's fine uh maybe you shouldn't do that in public like pastor mark would probably say i don't know but i mean that's stuff that's really really tame right but then if you go deeper into that and deeper into that and like 50 shades of gray, it's like, Oh, 50 shades of gray is great. But you know, now that's, uh, that's, that's too fake because it's like the more you consume, the more you want and the more messed up you go all the way until you get to like cases of like child sex slavery and human trafficking that's going on where they're like, you know, chopping off arms and body parts to like, you know, get their kicks because just normal messed up depraved sex, that's not good enough. Now you have to like chop off pieces of people like th this. This is like messed up. I mean, it's, it's like when people talk about this, like, I mean, everything has got to be like rooted in Satanism, right? If it's not of God, it's, it's got to be like rooted in hell. But I mean, it's just so apparent with things like that. Have you uncovered anything like that? <laughs> I, maybe I went a little deeper, deeper, different direction. You're talking about like Japanese and Asian stuff. But have is any of your research uncovered like that? Like just how how messed up and depraved people get? to the point where they can't have a, a proper like sexual orgasm unless they're like murdering people. So yes, there's a lot of sadistic natures and this is the irony, right? I remember going on Snapchat also around that time. I chose not, I hated Snapchat when I was younger, but again, around the, the year 2018 to 2020, I remember going on there and there was this one where this man had an anal fetish and there are there were particular um, sticks. I'll call them sticks. They were metal prong sticks. And he just got married to his wife, Mr. Nate. He indirectly killed his wife because she had internal bleeding because of his fetishes. And he put, um, I don't know what it's called, in her mouth. Like, it's something that would prevent her from speaking. But she was literally 
screeching in pain. And he continued to do that. And she couldn't use a safe word and everything. And when I tell you, I believe from what I remember the sentence is, he did get a very long prison sentence. Because evidently when he was giving his account, the testimony of what happened, she was making certain noises. Um, she was also plus size obese. And she died from internal bleeding. Yeah, there's yeah. been certain cases where people have done that. Um, and there's also been cases where I have read where certain men had a sodomy fetish and the women, the wives were raped in marriage and people sued. People sued, people got divorced. And sodomy is something that they do not play in America. Thank you, Jesus. That is something that could be able to, um, someone can get an annulment and that is a prisonable offense because that is considered rape. So that's tough. And and then like as sure mm -hmm. as as sure as you say that, like you know, so many people are like, "Oh no, that's like a one in a million thing. That's like a that's like a rare case, and that person's bad." But you know, all we're doing is consensual stuff. And and I th I think that's just where the problem is because if you like pin people down, probably hopefully you're not going to find a lot of people that say, you know. That's great. I mean, they may be faking it, but they're probably not going to admit it because, you know, it's illegal and evil. Um, but then I think they would excuse it a lot more where they would say the Christians are making it sound like everyone doing this is, is that way and, and bad and it's unconsensual and it's rape. And, and they'll make it sound like, you know, all the Christians and conservatives uh, are blowing it out of proportion, but they will like extremely underreport it or underrecognize it. Um, and be like, no, 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 that's just like one in a million cases. We would never do that. And it's like the only way to know if they're lying is, you know, to catch them in the act. One hundred percent. Did you also hear about the two gay men who ended up raping their sons, their adopted sons? I mean, there's more than one case of that. I, I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but. So there were two men, evidently. Um, uh, there were two, yeah, there were basically two men. Saranda Kosa Hiwara. Oh, and we of, have one as a guest right now. The blood um, of Jesus. How, oh my God. I, I mean, you know, I don't want to say that's one of the guys that raped his husband or boyfriend or whatever, but, you know. Mm, oh, no, no. I'm not saying that's one at all. I am not saying that's one at all. All I know is that there was a huge situation where um, there they, it was actually on the internet for a very long time, and I think the LGBTQ community tried to get um, it off of social media because um, heterosexual people were saying, hey, you see, this is exactly why. Um, but pretty much they got the voice to do acts to them, and they ended up sodomizing them. Um, the boys did fellatio to them, they sodomized, and I believe there was a lot of tearing, and they had to go. The boys had to go to the hospital, if I'm not mistaken, because they couldn't sit right. If I, if I'm not mistaken, from the articles that I read, so. Well, yeah. have you also? I mean, I mean, in history, I mean, there's a, there's a, I mean, there's a problem with this, like, and it crosses all kinds of borders, right? Like in the, oh boy, was it in like the the 70s or 90s or whatever it was, like like when Germany. Um, you know, they're like, there's all kinds of countries like involved in this. So it's like, you know, the, the country like Germany was doing a social program for some reason. I don't even remember what the reason was, but basically they would put like, uh, they, they would take like boys and girls and put them with like convicted pedophiles um, 
and, and just be like, here you go, go for it. I, I don't even remember. There was some reason to justify like why they were doing this, but I mean, the result, surprise, if they like put a bunch of kids with a bunch of convicted known raping pedophiles, what do you think is going to happen? So, I mean, like no one wants to talk about it, but I, I think it was like, I think it's the eighties probably, but whenever it was, you know, Google that, um, Germany putting people with pedophiles, but, but they did that. And you, at some point you can't say like anyone thought this was going to be a good idea. So, I mean, what possible reason is it? And if you go back to like, you know, critical theory and all this other stuff, is it to de like decentralize the family or, you know, get rid of the nuclear family. And I think that's, you know, whoever came, I forget some French dude, I think in the 1800s that came with the critical theory. And that was one of the things was if you can get rid of the nuclear family, then you could basically like lead everyone down this communist Marxist blah, blah, blah path. And, you know, for their political ends. And it's like, you know, if a bunch of people get trapped, tra uh, trafficked, raped, murdered, sodomized, pedophiles, whatever along the way, well, fine, because, you know, the, the ends justify, uh, the means justify the ends or the ends justify the means. So, so it's fine if all that happens, like, you know, you, they may, they may shed a tear back. Oh, well, we wouldn't want so many children to get raped, but you know, Marxism, great. Um, so, I mean, it, it goes super, super deep, more than just like depravity of man, which is plenty to stay right there. But then when you have like governments and like political powers involved in this stuff, it's just like a whole new level of, wow, we are truly fighting like good versus evil. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, it reminds me of Roman civilization. It reminds me of Roman times during Socrates and Plato's time. And it all and when you when you were speaking, I had a flashback. Uh, I remember some of the people who ended up touching me, and actually ended up getting the same thing done to them. And I also remember reading about the toxic cycles. Like for example, I know people don't like to talk about it with R. Kelly, but I asked people a question. I said, "Hey," and I and I remember doing this in my philosophy class, and it was a very hard paper to write, extremely hard paper, and I got so emotional. But I was asking. And I was making the point of morality. I think I was using it from the, I don't know, was it utilitarianism? It was something. I have to reread my essay. And I I fixed the essay and I ended up, I got a, originally I got a B. I did not need a B. I said, I need an A. <laughs> so I had to fix that sucker. I, I was, look, when I tell you, texted my professor, emailing him, I'm like, I need your help. But, um, and he told me how I could fix the essay and I got an A. But I was bas um I was basically going over the points of if if there is somebody who has been abused and has and has chosen not to do therapy or does not understand that this is a natural and a normal behavior, but that person was abused, and that person chooses to continue on the abuse cycle. If people are petitioning and asking for those who have been abused to to get some help physically, spiritually, mentally. Um, and through different tools, then why would you condemn somebody, for example, permanently and say, hey, X, Y, Z did this and that person should just be going to jail. That person should not get mental health. That person should not do this. We're just going to classify them as a pedophile. And the person who I use as an example was R. Kelly. R. Kelly did do pedophilia, uh, did entertain pedophilia. He was a pedophile. However, he was also abused. And we have to figure out whether, whether, um, where the root came from. So when he was doing his documentaries and everything, his sister touched him. This other person touched him, right? And then he started to get into different things with pornography and whatnot. So 
when I look at different people who have been abused and who have continued like sexual abuse, and I remember looking up this, uh, the percentage, it was, I believe, about a third of the percents of, I think, pedophiles or something like that. They also were abused and touched and did the same thing. My sister in Christ is a therapist, and she was telling me that there was this really, um, there's a very unique case that ended up happening. She ended up taking and it was where a boy, a son, was being raped by his own father. And it was very, very hard. Very, 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 very hard. Um, and it, she, when she interviewed both the father and the son, the son would have this particular type of um, demeanor, and he was afraid, and he also has some health concerns. The father then explained that that happened to him, when he was the the boy's age and that perversion had continued and carried on. So I like to study both of that because also my conviction from God is there is a demonic spirit that's behind it. There is no justification that can happen and that will ever be justified when it comes to God, right? Though I was abused, I'm not going to carry on the abuse. One, I have the conviction of God. And two, I, it's just not something that is sensible to do in, in any sense of the way. And but that's, that's, when you backtrack it and you see different things and you see just justification, it's like if somebody physically beat their, if they saw their mother getting beaten and then the man chose to beat the wife, right? He continued that. It was a choice that he entertained. And because he went through that dark path, there's repercussions. Well, I, I mean, going back to what you said about soul ties, and that's why I said I, I would, you know, say yes for now. But Yes, stuff like that. And you could say it's because, like, secularly, like, hurt people hurt people, abuse people abuse people. So I'd be shocked if that number of abuse, like you said, a third or whatever, if that wasn't, like, staggeringly higher. Because most of the messed up people have had messed up stuff done to them. So, like, biblically, like, a lot of people say soul ties aren't a thing, blah, blah, blah. And in their very narrow understanding of it, sure, they can make a case not agree. But what we're talking about here, I would say that qualifies as, like, you know, if you want to say soul ties, you may be able to say, like, terminology that better that that has them nodding their head instead of fighting it but yeah i mean it's just another way of saying like you know when god talks about like i'll visit down you know iniquity or whatever to the third and fourth generation and then if people like you know get involved in like um alcoholism for example and they're a drunk person then their kids may have a predisposition to be an alcoholic it doesn't mean they will but it means like so biblically when they say no that doesn't happen anymore it's like well if you nuance it out in your very narrow understanding then sure but this way so the same thing with like sex abuse and stuff like that i i think yeah there's a propensity and it's a learned behavior um and on the other hand that also doesn't make it right so you know people before they cross some line of abusing people on their own they better you know come to jesus have all that stuff fixed uh because there is no excuse um if they did and they're like oh it was done to me too late if you cross that line you know the cycle ends now if you're not going to end it and you're not going to let Jesus end it, then, you know, the law needs to end it with you being in a cage or, you know, something else. Um, welcome, <laughs> welcome G and Steph. Welcome. What a day you have joined us on. Steph, I've missed you. Hey, Queen. You. How are you doing? Blessed are you. So How's good. your baby? She's so I good. Have, I She's hope you cute. have twins next. Oh, my God. No, nope, we're done. That's <laughs> no, it. No, it's over. Steph, Shop's it is closed. okay. It is okay to have twins, Steph. No. no, no I think no. you posted your baby's picture before um, temporarily. Adorable. Adorable. I'll do another one. While I'm searching for it, Queen, tell me what 
ruckus nonsense Nate is doing in here today? No, what is this? Actually, it's been a very productive conversation. There was somebody else who was a non-believer and he was trying to give his um, agreement about how a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. And Mr. Nate and I actually were going through history and through psychology as to how that's unjustifiable. And we were also looking at scriptures. So no, we've been talking about um, a lot of things actually. Well, yeah, since, since you guys just joined us and since Father Chris is here, I was about to say, yeah, what an interesting topic that I'm the only guy on the stage. But now, uh, you know, Chris has graced us. Yeah, I had some work I have to get done. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do this without you guys. So, Aww. you know, I, I, I fired up, fired up the uh, fired up the Internet. And uh, here we are. So anyways, yeah, it was Billy who she's talking about. We talked about oh. veganism for a little bit. You guys, everyone left it. Quickly. Yeah, anything that has so vegan the in the title was... will attract Billy. But before we change well, well, topic, no, it, look at. It... Look at oh my no, baby we don't want to change topics. No. Oh, baby and puppy. Your baby. Okay. Wait, so uh, are you anyway, so and trans now? <laughs> trans slender. That wasn't the title though. Originally, that was not the title. Um, I, I misspelled it, or I left out some words, which caused people to think I was talking about trans and identity. But I was just really bad at at uh, writing stuff, so I, I corrected it. And then I'm like, well, hey, we're talking about this, so let's talk about it. Anyway, so for everyone new, uh, we have G. G's been here a while. I wanted to hear what she had to say about it, but. Yeah, welcome everyone. So basically, uh, yeah, Queen, help me recap. So going away from the vegan trans thing because no one cares about that. Um, we were getting into like Queen and like her studies and her college, you know, scholastic stuff, and how she was like researching like you know stuff that was like seriously depraved. And we just got on this whole thing like you know if it's not traditional godly marriage like man woman husband wife then everything has a propensity to go way off track like super quick so we're she was talking about like you know messed up stuff and like japanese culture and like anime culture and we're talking about like you know gun and like human trafficking and how people can't even have like a normal sexual experience uh you know um to completion unless they're like getting into where they're like murdering people like they like legit have to like chop off body parts or they can, like that's how damaged and messed up their mind is so anyways welcome that's what we're talking about gee you've been here the longest you heard a little bit do you want to respond to anything gosh or now's your chance to run and block us and never talk again that sounds so judgy why are you judging people Chris, I mean, you know, if you want to chop people off to, you know, have a, to, to fulfill your sexual appetite, I'm just going to say I disagree with that. Yeah. But G, what's up? You're about to speak, G. <laughs> everyone. I, um, I, from what I heard, you guys were um, talking about things like soul ties for a moment. And it made me think about even, you know, my, some, some thin issue that is like going on in my family a lot of the males in my family cheat. So, and and to be honest, like, I wasn't sure and I'm still not really sure about, like, you know, sins running in the family, if that makes sense. Because some of them are, are not even close, like, they're not even in the same household, but they have this same particular issue of sin. And I just, I don't know, it just made me think about that and I thought, okay, maybe there's something to the whole, like, soul ties and generational curses and stuff. But then, of course, Jesus breaks all of them. And what I don't like is how... <laughs> I just don't like the whole de um, deliverance ministry culture where they will say that, oh, you're a believer, but you need to get rid of this and that demon. It's like, what? <laughs> We have the Holy Spirit. How can we have demons living in us? It doesn't make any sense. Um, but, but yeah, I it does, though. 
It does. The only okay. Christian who's got demons is stuff. She's so, special. It, it's, it's like, for example, there are people who, if you even look in scripture, there are people with demonic altars. For example, just because you come to the name of Jesus doesn't mean that you don't also need to be freed of ancestral generational curses and soul ties. We can look at even people who, from witchcraft backgrounds when they come to Christ and everything there were certain dedications that were that our ancestors have done even with our bloodlines even with our names and stuff like this God can be able to show you the altar in which something exists and then you can be able to do spiritual warfare and have your name literally cleansed and purged under the blood of Jesus but no, it like, for example, with what Jesus Christ was doing, even with casting of demons, even when he gave Simon Peter a new name and new identity, that was deliverance, right? There's so many different types of deliverances. Mm. Now, have people perverted that? A hundred percent. The weed of the tear go together, right? There's even Muslims who think they're casting out devils and they're not. Can right? you... Queen, can, can you show me? They can uh, oh, Chris, no, 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 no. Because well, we've had this conversation a year. Yeah, yeah. No, hang no, no, on no. one second. Um, yeah, whenever I was, whenever I was thinking, because like it was such a good discussion, um, and then it kind of turned to like soul ties and stuff. And then the person where I said, you know, I was talking about a guy, an old crusty person that would like be like, no, you're wrong. I was totally thinking of Chris. Um, hundred <laughs> percent. But I was, I was saying I like, you know, there is nuance. Crusty. Yes, <laughs> but I was saying there are things, right, like genetics. So, like, it, it, like you could probably take your point. Like, I, I could probably make a case for soul tie and use, like, predisposition or genetics and say everything a soul tie person would say and have Chris agreeing just because I don't say soul tie and I use different words that sound reasonable to his ear and he'd probably say, uh, okay. Right, but that's, that that's wouldn't be spiritual. Spiritual warfare is nothing more than telling the truth of God. The only weapon that the enemy has is lies. And so when you actually exegete all of the passages about spiritual warfare, there are exactly zero instructions about casting out demons. There are about zero instructions about quote-unquote deliverance. None of it exists. It's all made up by a couple of guys from Southern California in the 70s. I'm not even kidding. But then if we're talking about something like ad addiction, like we've got to find a happy medium between you and Roy. Um, like if we're talking about addiction and then you would say, well, one's spiritual, one's chemical, one's genetic, whatever. Forget it. Like, you know, put it all in one lump sum of a problem that we need God for. So if someone says it's like spiritual or you know, like, I, I mean, I would to one side of it. No, Christians can't be possessed. But, you know, they, they could be like influenced or tempted or, you know. Have, have some, I don't know, demonic spirit, like doing bad juju in their day or something. Um, but really? that's as far as I can go on. Well, well, no, I mean, we talked about that before. Like, you know, can, can you be, can you be tempted? I mean, you know, the Bible says temptation comes from you, but it doesn't exclusively say like, you know, the devil or demon can't tempt you. It just says God's not tempting you. Don't blame God. Um, but I mean, you know, I think oppression is a thing. We talked about that, right? Can you be oppressed? And then no. what does that, what does that look like? What, what does oppressed look like? That's where it's like, well, does oppressed mean like, I don't know, some malevolent spirit can, I, I don't know, somehow make you have a worse day? I don't know. Or does it mean like you have a literal like demon on your back with like shadow claws trying to enter your soul? Um, so, I mean. Right. They can't read terms. your mind. I mean, this is the yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't like... think anything about that. 
Right. Like the the Bible never teaches that Satan has any actual power. He is a creature just like us. He just is spiritual in nature. He's a spirit. And the idea that Satan or demons have any type of supernatural power is nonsense. Um, the idea of generational curses is nonsense. It's made up. It's right literally there. made okay. up. Right there. Your old crustiness is killing us. So like generational curses, but you would have to agree that if someone is a hardcore alcoholic that messes with their DNA, it damages it. Their offspring in future DNA lineage can have a predisposition to becoming an alcoholic. So if someone says generational curses like voodoos and witches, sure. If someone says generational curses and you're like, okay, in my charitable hat, um, predisposition to alcohol because of damaged DNA through an alcoholic lineage. Sure. Makes sense. So, I mean, it, it's what someone means. I don't know. That That's my spot on it. Can we, can we dial us back? Hey, to, Nate, wait, that's, can you that's, get back to, that's something that Chris and the Holy Spirit have to reconcile, right? Because only let God be true and every man a liar. Yes. But my thing, well, my, you, thing, my, my basis thing, is the scripture, have, not dudes from Southern no, California in the so 70s. If, well, if, hey, Queen, there's can ignorance you, in that. In your response, Queen. Say, can, oh, sorry. In, in, in your response, or if you could skip that, could, could you bring us back to where we were before the uh, yeah, I don't like, know. thing? Yeah, so because that was that was like a great discussion, and then Krusty Chris we were... took it a different direction. Where were we right before Holy the Spirit. came in? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, so um, with, with, with these sexual identities, I get it why certain people choose on to do those identities. And again, you know, there are a lot of historical evidence as to why perversion in certain lands, like, for example, how Thailand became where, what it is today, why a lot of Asian and Japanese culture are running the porn industry and how anime is even attached to that and fantasy. There's a lot of perversion that can be able to be backdated from a lot of people's cultural norms, right? How bestiality is even legal, how people can be able to do certain things, even like with sex magic. I don't even know if you guys know what that is. Even how what? songs... Oh, you, you don't know? <laughs> What's the term? Um, sex magic. There's a lot of oh. different things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's, a, there's even... I don't know. Like We can go to Asia. We can start in Asia. We can look at Middle East. We can look at the porn industry today and perversion. We can look at even certain fantasies. We can look at certain... how. We can look at certain communities today and see how people are identifying with all these identities and where they derive from. We could even look at, um, for example, wasn't there, uh, let me not say that because the room is recorded. Um, a lot of things even tied to Greek mythology and different deities. Let's just say it like that. Right. In Hinduism, um, in Greek mythology, and I'll leave it Well, there. and it continues. So so that's what we were talking about, Chris. So sell, tell us about all your messed up stuff here and lay on our couch. Um, we'll cleanse you. But, um, I, I mean, even today, like, we see, like, you know, the, the border, depending on who you believe, like, it, it should be pretty indisputable that a lot of these, like, you know, non-government, you know, affiliated organizations are, are apparently, if you believe, you know, if you believe one side, absolutely none of it's happening, zero percent. If you believe the other, other side, you know, it's like happening left and right. 
but somewhere in the between the two usually lies the truth. So you can be sure that a, uh, there is some truth when they say, look, people just roll up. They have no documentation. They're not families. They're like, you know, a bunch of dudes in a van. And like these non-government affiliated people are just sending kids into the van with no ID checks, no identification, like no tests, no genetics, and just sending them out into the wider America. So it's like, you can't expect to get better when stuff like that is happening. It's just like perpetuating a sick cycle over and over and over. So Chris, uh, what messed up stuff are you into? Or perhaps Steph. I, so, I, think, so, Chris I, mean, only... I, I think I'm just a masochist because I keep coming into these rooms. I could be it. All right. Well, Steph, what about you? You've been oh, relatively, no, 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 I'm not relatively here. quiet. Nope. I have nothing to do with this conversation. You all carry on. Oh, it's okay. So there are certain things I think, like, <laughs> why, why on earth, why on earth are they too shy to have a conversation about these things? Mm -hmm. Like, if we can't, if you want to shy away from like, hey, the world is evil, they're messing up people with sexual, like, you know, demonst like disgusting deviancy of man, like depravity of man, Chris, that's something I think you'd jump all over. Like, if anyone, if anything proves depravity of man, this is it. Make your Calvinist point. Now, now hold um, on a second. You framed it with, hey, Chris, what weird stuff are you into? Okay, I so, mean the larger discussion. Okay, Steph, what do you think about the evils in the world that we're currently discussing? Discussing. <laughs> I don't know. I was just giving my puppy a bath. I missed it. I heard something about sex magic and Asia, and then I turned the water on. That well, was I mean, probably you know, the wisest if, decision of your life. I mean, as long as you're on the side of you don't want to make out with your puppy, then you're doing a lot better than the people we're talking ew. about in this discussion. What? You guys are talking about right, bestiality? Ew. Do you hear nothing? We're talking about how the, she just said, Queen just said, like, how is this stuff legal in more places than it's not? And like, what, Ew, what does what? it take for someone to like engage in this? And I'll, okay, the I'll point help is, you. I'll help them out. Put God yeah. as the center of your life. Be a good traditional Bible believing Christian husband and wife, and stay right there. If you start going, if you maybe one of you, Steph or Chris, helped me out. I was trying to think of the quote earlier, but it was something about sin. It's like you know, sin takes you farther than you wanted to go keeps you there far longer than you wanted to stay and costs more than you ever wanted to pay. Um, I, I think I actually did get that right. But I mean, that's the point. So that's what we're talking about. Um, how, if you get too far away from, you know, the Bible and the biblical view of sexuality, then you just increasingly get more and more and more messed up. And I think the only hope is I like uh, people leveling off. Like if they go buy like fuzzy handcuffs in an adult store and think, Ooh, we're going to, you know, dress up like people. And I'm, I'm going to hit you with like a, you know, I don't know a fuzzy, like, you know, total toy novelty play whip. It's like, okay, well you may find some like, you know, freaky people like that. Um, but the chances of them staying there, like given enough time and like given the way they go, it can just get deeper and deeper and more and more messed up to like fulfill your, your desires up until the point of the hardcore disgusting stuff we're talking about now with like human trafficking and slavery and all this other stuff. That was the point. So Steph, Chris, if you just want to save answer, say, uh, you know, safe answer, just be like, yeah, the biblical view of sexuality, stay there and go no further there. That, that's a safe answer. Well, I think the thing is that with anything in life, once you get a taste for an extreme, it's very hard to bring yourself back to a balanced view, right? It's like a dog so that tastes like, blood. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, the wine is tastier than water thing. It's like, you know, the, if I decided that it was going to become a part of my routine to eat this really decadent cake every single night and it was going to be really good and you know like just some really fancy fancy and I have a huge piece of it 
then it's going to be very hard for me to return to not eating cake every night because now the cake is my new normal. It's the idea of declining baselines, right? So anytime that you step into an extreme, you experience the declining baseline effect where now the more extreme the thing is, the more you expose yourself to it, the more normal it is. Psychologically, it's just difficult to come back. So we shouldn't do that with anything. Like this is why the Bible tells you to avoid extremes in any case. It's like, don't, you know, don't make it a part of your routine to get drunk at noon every single day because now you have created a challenge for yourself that didn't need to be there. So sex, food, working out, you know, all of this, it's like it should be treated the same way, a balanced. Hey, no one's ever going to accuse me of working out too much. I agree, Steph. Yes, thank you. That That is why I needed your brain. That's what I've been trying to say since this started. Um, yeah, the whole baseline thing. Thank you for that. Um, that's what I've been trying to get out. Um, you're welcome. Welcome, Sean. What have you actually raised your hand and wandered up on stage knowing full well what we're talking about? So I imagine you have something to bring to the party. What's up, Sean? Maybe, maybe not. I'll give you a second if you're driving. Wait, Good afternoon and morning. It's still, it's still got seven minutes. So good morning, everyone. It's so what do you think about all this morning. stuff going on? Uh trans stuff <laughs> I'm I'm really through with it I hope I that's not what like we're talking it. about now <laughs> I saw the I saw the link that's why I came up but then I had to no Sean we're talking about creepy sex stuff so have went way further than that have you not been listening <laughs> why are we still talking about this what else why are what else are we going to talk about I'm actually done with my work, so I've, I've got like five more minutes. So, like, say everything you wanted to say in five, five or ten minutes, and I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I got to take I, some sorry, advice and not start drinking at noon, but. I, I, I mean, you're vegan. Can you have beer? I'm not Maybe I'll just drop beer is vegan. For the past ten days. Most beer is vegan. Okay, <laughs> so maybe I can drive out to Tampa today and we can just drink beer the rest of the day. I mean, as long as we're not creating a pattern, I, is that what I heard, Steph? We can we can get bomb drunk today as long as, well, I mean, I guess you should say we can't get drunk because the Bible says don't get drunk. But uh, whatever you were saying, Steph, as long as we don't don't get right before that drunk line, as long as we don't do that every single day, I'm, I'm hearing Steph gives us her blessing. Okay. Um, one glass of wine ain't going to hurt you, but I don't know about drinking a whole bottle by yourself. The official position of the Ask a Christian Room is don't get close to the line of drunkenness. You don't need that trouble. That's okay. That's our answer. We we joke around. I think also in the context of like, you know, once we set up something like horrifying anime porn next to the idea of a 40 year old married couple that's been married for 20 years, you start to develop this dichotomy in your brain where you're like, one is exciting and one is boring. But the, the thing is that when we seek thrill of any kind, we begin to lose our ability to enjoy the little things, right? So it's like if you have an extramarital affair in general, suddenly your one wife is going to seem really boring because you've lost the ability to just enjoy a cup of coffee with her. Like, does that make sense? So I think that seeking thrill and becoming addicted to the, the chase of thrill is a huge part of the problem too. Like being in a monogamous relationship for me, like by the grace of God, I've been married 10 years. Our anniversary was just last week. And we've never, like neither of us have ever stepped outside of the marriage, which is like something I'm very grateful for. Cause I know a lot of people struggle with this, right? It's not something that we struggle with, but you know, 
we have a wonderful, fulfilling, intimate relationship. And there's something like the part that's precious to me is that it's sacred to both of us. And I think if you go down, if anyone goes down the path of seeking thrill, that becomes not enough because you overlook the simple pleasures. And that's a sad way to live. Like I have my ex sister-in-law is like a notorious chaser of pleasure. Um, you know, drugs, alcohol, uh, sexual affairs. Like she just is on this road of, this is the one who's like doing witchcraft and taught my kid to make potions before I decided she's never going to see my kids again. Yeah. So, I mean, she is like, she has this thing where she just is constantly seeking the next most shocking, most thrilling thing. And I see her doing this and she's not really able to function in a normal life. Like she doesn't get any pleasure from having tea on her front porch and listening to the birds because that stuff, her brain isn't wired for that anymore. And it's just sad, you know, avoid that. That's just sad. So all that to say monogamy is not like the opposite of exciting. Monogamy is a whole different type of pleasure, you know? In my argument, it's a better type, but you know, that's just me. Everything Steph said, I agree. I agree too. And it's like when you're, when you're living, I guess, a fast life, you always, I say you, none of us here, hopefully, <laughs> but when somebody's living a fast life, they have to keep going back for more. You know, they're not, they're never going to be satisfied in that life. And then it's like, how far are you going to go? You know? Yeah. And I think this is why we hear the Bible talk so much about rest and it's not just rest from work. It's like rest from seeking, rest from thrill seeking or rest from extremes. It's like coming back to being alone with yourself with the modern mindset is hard. <laughs> At least it's hard for me. Like if I, I'm used to a very busy schedule and craziness and chaos and when I'm alone with myself, it's almost like intimidating, you know, uh, your thoughts are going to race or whatever. You're going to start worrying about something. And I think that's a pretty common condition for the modern person. So I think the Bible harps a lot on being comfortable in that stillness um, for that. Re like, it's hard to do. Honestly, it's harder to be content with stillness and with peace in your life than it is to be, you know, living with trauma. And I think that's why a lot of people seek out this crazy stuff, especially when it comes to sex. It's just because, you know, there's some kind of weird allergy to the mundane, but the mundane is also really beautiful. Well, that's fun. Wow. I did not know what I was getting into when I hit the uh, go button on this. <laughs> All right, Krusty, Chris, send us off. What have you got for us? Soul oh, ties are totally so, a thing. You agree. And demons. Um, it, yeah, go ahead. Wanna, you guys want to hear my, my latest? This is a good one. You guys are ready to make sure to make sure to get the clip, right? Here we go. <laughs> so I was doing a bunch of research on Calvin and Severtus and, uh, Servetus, uh, and I am convinced that Servetus was such a criminal, horrendous person that it was sad that the Apostle Paul wasn't there, so that after they burned him at the stake, Paul couldn't raise him from the dead to burn him a second time. All I heard was, you play the devil's music, Guns N' Roses, and Pastor Mark will disown you now. That's that what was, I heard. That was my son watching YouTube shorts. That's why I came in the other room while I was telling the story. <laughs> but yeah, Savetus, uh, 
he deserved to be burned at the stake as many times as he could be raised and then and, burned and again. For those people that have no idea who he is or what he did, what did he do that would make him uh, need to be double burned? He, um, well, he he did public blasphemy. He wrote a, he was a unitard who wrote a bunch of books about the Trinity, uh, mocking the Trinity. Um, and he was a supporter of the Anabaptists in Munster. Wait, so he was a Unitarian who supported the Anabaptists, who, as far as I know, are not Unitarian? They are Unitarian the, in, in those days. Oh. They're not. Oh, well, they're not. Are you joking? Do you, no, Wait, no, so, you don't so, know anything about it. Stop. Are you saying you so, wish Bob would be like, Bob would be like burned at the stake? Because, I mean, that's no, basically no, no, no. Bob Wait, with a no, different no. name. And, he says so mocking up, blasphemous stuff against the Trinity. Look up. And if he could write, he'd write a book siege, about it. Siege. Look up the Siege of Munster. Go ahead, Steph. I want you to look this up. Anabaptist an- Trinitarian. I don't know anything about the siege. Right. I know a you lot about. You should look it up before you say that, because there were Anabaptists that were Trinitarian and were regular Christians and just wanted to do adult baptism. There was a whole nother strain right after the Reformation of oh, okay. Unitarian you- Anabaptists that murdered their way through Europe. Great. So then, that, what? That, that's what that cult right like the anabaptists that we have running around today are trinitarian that's my only point i don't care about what happened during the reformation yeah my point chris is it like if they ran through like you know bloodthirsty like slaughtering everyone i, I mean that's the point to be made so i'm like why is yeah. this guy be double burned at the stake and you're like right. he wrote books against trinitarians i'm like well, well no he really? was a, he was a big supporter that. and was was uh, pushing people toward um the anabaptist revolutions so well, he sure, was, but why he was guys... responsible for millions of deaths. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, if I say, like, goodness, He's if you like say, Hitler. Nate, why? Yeah, so if you say, Nate, uh, what what was the worst thing Hitler did? I mean, killed tons of people. If you're like, Nate, what's the worst thing Hitler did? And I'm like, uh, well, he got a C on an art project one time. Like, why is he bad? And I'm like, oh, and he killed. So I'm like, dude, why does he deserve to be burned? And you're like, he wrote books. I'm like, okay. I mean, why? Like, why didn't you lead with he murdered millions of people? I'm like, oh, 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 uh, okay. What's this yeah, dude's name? Who are we arguing about? So, so look up the siege of Munster. That's what you want to look up to get the history. Um, oh, the Lord. guy is named Michael Servetus. Servetus, and so like. All of our favorite Arminians, he's a big hero to them because it somehow besmirches Calvin, which, again, if you actually look at the history of it, Calvin had nothing to do with him getting burned at the stake. But it was sad he couldn't get burned at the stake twice. I can't find this Michael Servius, but are we also just Severus, neglecting... The guy that the guy that every, all the Arminians blame Calvin. Yeah, like Se- Severus. Spell this dude's last name. Michael... S E V E R T I U S. E R T I U S. Severtius? Something like that. Benedictine physician, cartographer, Renaissance humanist, first European to correctly describe the function of pulmonary circulation. Right, that's propaganda. He didn't do any of that. That's that's uh, Voltaire wrote that two hundred years after the fact. So again, he was he was basically Hitler who history recast as a hero. At 27, the first, okay. Uh, so Michael yep. Severtus, Servetus was born in Spain in 1509, Servetus, okay. Brilliant mind, trained by the Dominicans, went to University of Saragossa, studied the Bible, 
published a work called The Errors of the Trinity. All right, so already there we go. In which he said he believed the Trinity were really Trinitarians, were tritheist or atheist. Uh, he said the gods of the Trinitarians were a three-headed monster and a deception of the devil. Both Protestants and Catholics found the work blasphemous and the emperor banned it. Uh, okay, so then he studied mathematics. He became a well-known physician. came close to discovering pulmonary circulation and published a frequently studied book on the use of syrups in medicine. But he made yeah, any... No, okay. none of that's true. <laughs> Really it's all propaganda that was written well, afterwards. Yeah, so how can you tell us to look it up and then say everything you look up is going to be wrong? Because like, yeah, you've I just, got to like, look up I, books I, that were written before the 1750s. Because he was a hero of the French Revolution. Oh, and so well, they went... Yeah. I don't I see mean, the like, this just... guy. Say what? I don't see the problem with this guy. He's a hero of the right, French Right, because you're not... Yeah, well, again, the French Revolution that slaughtered hundreds of thousands of people. You know, I mean, the, 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 the actual history of Europe is far more problematic than the cartoon history that we get in America about how the French Revolution was great. Um, you know, French Revolution was not great. It says the only thing that he had in common with the Anabaptists was that they both didn't believe they were the, the supporter, the loudest supporters of adult baptism. Right. No, he was, he was not known for being responsible for murdering people. So, he, again, you got to look up the actual primary sources because he became a hero of the French Revolution. They built statues to him because they were trying to slander Calvin. Wait, here's the so, can't find the primary sources from the Christianity.com article. Calvin took Christian, a lot of again. Christianity.com <laughs> is by a just source. Just give us a source. Can you just give us a source? Calvin took okay. a lot for his role in the denunciation trial and execution of Servetus and was not always honest in his first-hand accounts of what happened. Nate left. Are you serious? <laughs> Here, I'll send this to you. I'll send you a quick video. Are we? Watch are, 